1: Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aide, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Married at First Sight, Season 15, Episode 7. This is Alter Call. I'm Tane. Hi, Aide. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. It's been a decent week. As always, very busy at work, so I'm looking forward to the
1: weekend. I am looking forward to going on vacation. Nobody this asked Weekend. You.
0: Nobody asked you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so yes, because I'm going, <laughs> because I'm going on vacation next week. We will have something, but I'll leave it up to Tane because she'll be here and I'll be gone.
0: I always feel so bad when there's a possibility we might not have an episode, but as always, we always do our best. We're not sure what's going to happen next week. There's a chance we might get someone to co-host with me. There's a chance that you guys might be stuck with just a solo recap from me. And there's a chance that there might not be an episode, but that is the absolute, absolute last option that we're hoping not to do, but we don't know what's going to happen, but we will all find out next week.
1: Yay. (laughs) In other news, we posted a bonus episode on Patreon. 90 Day Fiance. Tell All Part 1. Go and enjoy. And then every week we have our after party recap up on Patreon. So you can go find us there. So is it
0: safe to say we might not have one next week?
1: Oh, yes. but (laughs) (laughs) But we will not have after party next week because I'll be on vacation. very sorry.
0: Yeah, we'll see how the solo thing goes. If you guys don't mind a solo recap, maybe that might happen. But guys, we'll figure out everything for next week. We're just giving you
1: a heads up. So, Tane, what is going on with our math people? Our math, our maths people. (laughs) Your mouth is on vacation already.
0: (laughs) Okay. So not to start all somber and everything, but Sushi, who is a noise dog, passed away. As we know, um, he's had cancer this whole time, and it was just kind of sad. Like, I mean, I know you guys, we're not dog people, but we can empathize with that loss. Um, She said she's had him for, don't quote me, I think 15 years. So, and he passed away in her arms, so that's pretty sad. So rest in peace, Sushi. Um, Steve posted it on his story, put like a little heart and a sad face also. Hmm.
1: See, I didn't know that. Oh, that's very sad. Yeah, it is.
0: I don't know. I I always wonder, I know she talks to Alyssa a lot, but I skip Alyssa's story, so I don't know if she acknowledged it, but I don't know if she's still, I haven't seen her um, hanging out with like Jasmina, Katina, so I don't know what that relationship is currently. interesting yeah um virginia i can't figure out i think i keep missing maybe more context but i can't figure out what her new job was but i do know that she posted something it seemed like a local news station and she said i prefer getting the talent ready than being the talent so i don't know if it was just particular to the news story or if she's working for the news station but i know she's traveling for work too and all that but her job seems fun i just haven't figured out what it is yet so Maybe with time, I'll figure it out and give you an update. Or someone might tell me what her new job is. But she did put a question saying, hypothetically, would you travel to meet a man that you have met just once?
1: Um, I think she's asking. She should. I think she should ask Noi. Wasn't Noi the... (laughs) The
0: 90-day (laughs) fiancé candidate? (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, she was asking for a friend, but probably means her. But speaking of meeting a man, it looks like Merla has a new man she's been posting like a soft launch of her new man and i'll tell you guys if you don't know what a soft launch is it's like a pop-up shop you know when someone wants to start a business but they don't want to have you know they don't have the full shop yet there's no rent there's no lease agreement and you just have like a pop-up somewhere you have a taste of what it is that's what a soft launch is when you see people on instagram posting their man like taylor from dc but they put a emoticon over the face, so you never know what it's like when people go out to dinner, but you only see the hand of the man. That's what a soft launch is. And that's what Marla is doing with her guy. She puts an emoji, but we've met his dog and she hangs out with them a lot. So, there's all that going on. But Mav's fan, our ever-trusted source, posted it and someone commented that she needs to leave... She needs to stop putting... I, I Don't quote me verbatim, but something about she needs to stop traumatizing black men which is just harsh
1: <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> so here's a question because i didn't know about this either is he black yes oh okay
0: like it's hard to t- i don't he's like lights i don't know but i think i just went by the comments and like it looks like he's black and i can't tell if he's like afro-latino or if he's african-american i don't know but i think he's black but she came on there and was like, why would you say such a thing? And, you know, how about you figure? I don't know. But that was harsh. Like, how do you just come on there for people you don't know and you don't know their lives? And someone in the comment was like, I don't understand. People hate Merla? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think Merla's the most hated person. But, I mean, there's not a single person on MAPS who nobody hated.
0: Yeah. But people, you know, it was a very strong Team Gill season where everyone just thought she was the devil. But I'm just like, you know what? Enjoy your life, girl. Like, don't pay no mind to nobody. But I don't know. People have enough time for people they don't know. But anyways. Um, Why bother
1: with this soft launch business, though? It's so silly. Yeah, just show the
0: man or don't show the man. It is. And she posted a story not long ago of him, I think, fresh out the shower and him just like, fake twerking or being happy and the the motocon was moving a little so you can kind of see his face I'm like what what are we doing he won a game or something I'm like either you post or you don't like decide like we're not kids so I don't know I don't know um someone sent us a message Alexis about how to introduce dogs and this is a reference to the episode we're going to cover today so <laughs> it was interesting. I, there's a there's a right way to do it that you know Justin skipped the little steps, but we're gonna talk about it later. So thank you Alexis for letting us know. We also got a lot of comments about Morgan needing time alone. That it's not so strange, and why shouldn't she have that right? I I don't know where you stand, Aid, but to reiterate, I don't think there's anything wrong with her. Like it has to be stressful being in the medical community and um dealing with the pandemic and all that. But again, a marriage is two people. Like, yes, she needs that. No one's saying that she has to talk about her job, but just as long, just the same way she needs her time alone, your spouse might need the companionship of their spouse, which is not so strange. So I think that's just where it was. And that was why the question they asked was valid, where it was like, so where does Ben fit in, in all of this,
1: so. And she was very aggressive. (laughs) About her need for her time alone, which I think was part of the reason why we discussed her attitude yeah. towards it.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's all I have on there. Um, Aid, was there anything else in the interwebs land that you want to talk about?
1: I, I would love to discuss the breakup of Iana and Jarrett from Love Is Blind season two. We covered Love Is Blind on a, on our Patreon, and I was doubtful about the two of them till the very end because she was his second choice. And lo and behold, they broke up.
0: (laughs) They made it through a year.
1: Good for them. But I knew they were doomed. I think, I I mean, I'm not rejoicing that anybody got divorced, but I always rejoice that I'm right. And I was right. (laughs) (laughs) I said it from the beginning. I was like, she was the second choice. You'll never, I could never get over being a second choice. I don't think anybody could. Not like a second choice in a nice, discreet way. A second choice where he proposed to a whole other human being on national television.
0: Yeah, that's true. And as if that wasn't bad enough, that whole conversation that he had with, oh, girls, dude, or whatever, that just kind of cemented it. And yeah, you know, I hope they heal.
1: I I think that, like, one may never find out exactly why they broke up. But I do think that whatever it was, the root cause was the second choiceness.
0: Okay okay (laughs) no it's just like they went through it for a year and i'm just like how much of it like when things like this intrigue me because it's like when did you know have you always known how much of a struggle was it for the you know the instagram pictures where they look so happy their wedding was really cute so you know you just always wonder about things
1: like that she can do better that's what i think (laughs) so on to our show married at first sight this show is good man
0: it is. It is. Like, every preview is like, okay, next week looks good.
1: I'll be on <laughs> <But> this... vacation.
0: <laughs> That's your problem. But this this episode was good. Like, it was fun, and it just felt... Honestly, I don't know if it's just me. The, the experts feel like outsiders. Like, I'm not even itching for them to be around. I don't know if that makes sense, but when Pascal showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, Pascal. I wasn't like... Where are the experts? We haven't seen them? Where'd show up? It was like, oh yeah, hey, Pascal.
1: I mean, I'd never cared much about the experts to begin with, so I don't miss them when they're gone. <laughs> and Pascal actually didn't say anything crazy this episode, which to me is just the best he can do. So, eh, no, nah, yeah.
0: yeah, it's probably especially a lot since of them. they're down an
1: expert. I wonder if that's making a difference.
0: Yeah, but also. For the most part, compared to other seasons, these people are in La La Land, kind of.
1: Yeah, they're still good. We don't have any crisis that we're like, oh, send somebody.
0: Yeah, by last season, Alyssa had thrown a fit many times. So yeah, but let's get into the episode. So the episode actually starts with them still in Mexico, but they're leaving Mexico. Mitch is thankful that Kristen is still by his side. Ben says that he grew as an individual and they grew as a couple. But this episode, we see the couples move into their apartments and, you know, it looks like this season they stepped it up and, you know, they even have personalized welcome mats with their initials and everything. Look at maps. Um, Aid. this is your favorite part. How are we feeling about the apartments? I think they're very nice, but they're very small. Oh, I didn't feel that way. I just thought they were just really, really nice, but I didn't, I didn't feel cramped.
1: I wonder if they even have a second bedroom or bathroom. Oh, we'll find out. But I think they do. I think they We'll do. find, like you said, we'll find out.
0: <laughs> we'll find There's out. There's a wine but, fridge, though. This place yeah. is nice. Yeah, it is really. It's, it's modern. <laughs> um, we got a listener, Fish Crackers, who sent us a message saying that these apartments are nice, but they're not in a great area. That it is in a semi-industrial part of town and right by it is a sonic and a dive bar so now every time they do the outside shot i'm squinting trying to see if i can see a sonic or a dive by i said dive by a dive bar um they said they drive by every time and every time the building just looks out of place from everything else surrounding it so thank you for the insight um did you notice that justin was hanging off the bed
1: i did not notice that (laughs) and then i someone said king size bed and i was like this doesn't look king size, but okay
0: um <laughs> uh, miguel goes in and starts throwing a fuss about i don't do this i don't do tv in the bedroom blah 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 whatever so that was their round rubbing to introduce us to the episode um stasha and nate move in and stasha is worried that there isn't two sinks and she needs space for her stuff and Nate can have the drawers. And drawers. And Nate is like that's selfish. And I don't think Stasha cares. She just needs stuff for her skincare, her hair care, and her makeup and all that
1: stuff. Stasha, have you, have you not heard of the Container Store? Mm-hmm. You can buy storage. Stop freaking out about your lack of space here. You can make four levels for all of your stuff if you go to the Container Store.
0: Who has time to do all that for a temporary space? I would. <laughs> <laughs> So the two of them cuddle on the bed and they talk. And Stasha is like, she likes the apartment. It's clean, it's modern, and she starts like rattling off all the things that he needs to be, you know, concerned about. Like she'd like the toilet seat down and all that things. I feel like Stasha feels about the apartment the same way she felt about whoever was going to be her groom. She talks a lot about how whatever her groom looked like, she was going to, you know, just go with it and make the marriage work but she was pleasantly surprised and i think she was ex- not expecting the best of the apartments and then she's pleasantly surprised that it's clean and it's modern and it lives up to her standards so good her for very her. very
1: high standards
0: <laughs> so good for her in that so nate says all the things that he doesn't do and ma- mentions how after the gym sometimes He just wants to lay down without a shower. Stasha is... Oh, God. Is Is your name
1: Bow? For God's sake.
0: Stasha is alarmed. Her eyes bulge out of her head. And Nate was like, I mean, these are all things that I can correct, but I'm just letting you you know. You know, good on them. I think they're still good. And I like the fact that Stasha isn't... Like, she's uncomfortably clean, whoever's words those were, but she's 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 given taking she's given taking right here, and they're doing well with the compromise for now in words. We'll see if it actually happens execution wise um Ben and Morgan have this weird conversation that I wish I never heard in my life about how Ben left the seat up only once the entire time they were in Mexico, but he didn't flush I and agree then he- I, I was
1: like i I could have done without this.
0: We could have done with it and then he kept insisting well it was number one it wasn't number d-. i was like again who wants Please to see stop. that? <laughs> just stop <laughs> and i will stop now so kristen and mitch they both bond over how this apartment is nicer than both their places and she kristen's excited about everything and she's like me too we don't have dishwashers i'm like oh my god and then there's a condom on the floor they laugh. While Mitch tells her that, you know, the bowl of condoms that they had during their honeymoon, that he took some condoms from there um, at their honeymoon room. Um, Kristen says that, you know, real life would be great for them and starts telling Mitch about this enjoying their journey that's imperfect, but it works for them. I don't know if you kept count through the episode, but this was like number two. She, she said that a lot. This is our journey. I don't think I want it to be perfect, but it's imperfect, but it works for us. And we're taking it to our time. And I'm like, the lady doth protest too much.
1: I am just like, who are you trying to convince? Herself. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Mitch is glad that he doesn't have the feeling that he had last week. And he's genuinely really happy. Justin and Alexis like their apartment, but they're missing their dogs and Justin hopes that they get along. His dog's name is Maya. He tells Alexis that Maya takes some time to come around, and that's his only concern. Um, I think he downplayed that, but (laughs) (laughs) Lindy and Miguel are having a conversation on the couch, and Miguel mentions that he's allergic to cats, and Lindy was like, oh no, like, I mean, so what do you do around cats? And Like, do you take Benadryl? And Miguel is like, no, I just exclude them from my life. (laughs) That really really made me laugh. And then she's like, well, I mean, what are we going to, is that a deal breaker for you? Because I don't know. And Miguel's like, I'm just kidding.
1: I'm not allergic. I thought that was funny. Is Is that a Bilal level joke, prank? It's not a Bilal level. I am realizing though that Miguel can be funny, but he also has a little bit of an asshole vibe to him sometimes.
0: Miguel is an antagonizer. Miguel likes to, when he said play devil's advocate, he's not joking. He just likes to poke and poke and see how far he can go. Um, Once again, Lindy starts the conversation with, arguments are going to come, conflicts are going to arise. I think she thinks it's spoken word. And she's like, and we're going to face them. And then once again, Miguel reminds her, like, you know, that's just not, you know talk about that yet but then he decides to mention decision day and you know we need to know if we can make the marriage work and lindy's like that is a trigger word for me like don't bring it up and miguel says (laughs) well i'm bringing it up intentionally because it's something we need to talk about do you really need to if you're really going on and on about how we need to take it day by day why don't you just actually take it day by day and revisit it maybe i don't know one month anniversary so he says, like you know, he doesn't look at it as an out, but he just wants to be realistic. And Lindy's like, no, it shouldn't be a target line, and they don't need to talk about it. This is one of those weird things where both of them have a point, but, it's, but it's, I don't. It's, he... it's just
1: like, is this necessary? Is this a necessary conversation?
0: Yeah. It's uh, yeah because they've both made up their minds what they think about the day, so at this point, just live it. Till it happens and just keep going.
1: I don't know. Stop examining. Just leave it alone. Both of you. (laughs) But it was a nice compromise that he renamed it for her. Yes.
0: Yes, when he did. All right, guys, we will be right back and talking about the couples visiting each other's homes.
1: Life doesn't happen biweekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to hundred dollars per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the EarnIn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to hundred dollars a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled
0: E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Altocall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's Altocall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash M-A-F-S.
1: You guys know I don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercall M-A-F-S so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences.
0: And we are back. We are back with Alexis and Justin. Um, Like I mentioned, the couples are visiting each other's homes and Dr. Pepper does this spiel saying that she knows from experience that people's homes could be full of surprises. So we visit Alexis' home first. She has a lot of art in her home and it looks like she painted all of them. They look nice. I think to me, um, she has, you know, the picture of her silhouette that Justin was like, he wants to take home. Um, and then he shows her the vagina mold, I guess that they talked about. It was like, it looked like a plant, but I couldn't (laughs) tell if it was clay or something. I don't know. Um, it was
1: a flower. You know, your vagina is a flower.
0: Girl, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna just skip through that.
0: <laughs> she shows, she shows Justin her closet. I don't know if Justin's overwhelmed, but I, I I don't know if it was overreacting. I mean, but he acted like he was overwhelmed by her closet. I don't know what by. I mean,
1: it looked like a normal woman's closet. You ding dong, yes, Justin. Like, it was It was silly.
0: You've been engaged before, so anyways. So, Alexis lets him know she loves her dog, Newton, and I think he called it her dog. And she's like, What did you call him? It's like, he is God's gift to earth, and Justin just can't call him a dog. He is her child. And I feel I was like, like
1: Please is, be joking. Please be joking. But I don't think she was joking, Dane.
0: She's not joking. Like, you know, dog lovers, like, people do consider their dogs, their pets, their kids. But I, I also think this was like a setup. We already yes. had Justin inside and she was talking. I'm just like, oh, this is so bad. So, Stasha and Nate, Stasha was not lying about a clean house. Her house looks like a model home and her kitchen is huge.
1: I love it. Her house is amazing. Amazing. And the fact Everybody that Everybody looks building. poor in comparison. Everybody is poor in comparison. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, I love her kitchen. And I the, when you remember that this is not her, like she's actually building, can you imagine Stasha building what she wants? Can you imagine her vision? Oh, Nate, he scored. So they talk about this long conversation about her wanting an espresso and how much she spends on buying coffee and Nate trying to prove that he's a day trader for real, wink, wink, and saying they have to talk about the financial They do the calculation and it doesn't make sense. She made the point, but he's like, we still need to talk about it. She's like, we just did. We just calculated and We just had him like, is this another man trying to count his wife's money?
1: I don't know. It wasn't a good sign because his math was wrong. It was. His math was very, very wrong.
0: Yeah. So that's why I'm like, they kept going back and forth. And I'm like, she made the point. She had the point. She won the point. So anyways. So Kristen and Mitch, oh, God, this was so gross. They go into Mitch's apartment.
1: His hovel. <laughs> Not his apartment, his hovel.
0: Oh, my God. His bathroom was gross as all hell. He claims that it's because his he waters his plants in there, but rinse it off like a grown 41-year-old man who knows that someone is coming to visit. You didn't even try.
1: He barely even chuckled out the sentence to be like, I water my plants in there. But he knew it was a lie when he said it. No, there's no way. This man waters his plants and probably
0: just steps in and showers that same. This is so
1: gross. they did not show us this on the matchmaking special, by the way. No. They did not make his house look like a hovel in the matchmaking special. They saved it for this surprise.
0: I'm sure Dr. Pepper was like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) But um, Kristen has concerns about his cleanliness because we see his stove. That was gross. Too. It's like splatters and stuff. Oh. And he, the, the worst part is he had no shame. He's like, as you can see, I do use this often. Whoa. I mean, ugh, Jesus. Oh. Then he says he has a water filter because no one needs fluoride in their water and all that. But, you know, Kristen, for all of Kristen finding the silver lining, this woman declared. No matter how much I fall in love with this man, I cannot come back here again. You shouldn't. (laughs) I was so proud of her. (laughs) You should not. So um, they go to Miguel's house. You know, Lindy finds everything exciting. She's like, I love how open your place is. And he shares his collection of Dungeons and Dragons. And then Miguel, ever the antagonizer, he's like, these are my Bibles. He used that word on purpose, knowing her background. And then just, oh, that's a little sacrilegious, but I'll allow it. <laughs> like Miguel tells us that he appreciates that she's accepting and he feels comfortable around her and he doesn't have to hide who he is. Then he tells her that she's going into the bathroom, but then he pops out in the bathroom with the preview that we've seen so many times with his man bear, I don't know, costume or something like that. But they laugh a lot about it. And he tells us that their connection has usually taken him months or even years. And the fact that he has this in a week is amazing. Um, Morgan and Ben, my boring couple. I find them so
1: boring. (laughs) I don't find them boring.
0: I don't know. Maybe because I don't like them individually. So... (laughs) He came in and I thought it was cute how he tried to take his shoes off and she's like oh I don't care and he's like oh it's the, it's the Asian way so he's just he's trying to be respectful and she talks about wanting to take her espresso machine and he's like whoa that looks like it's a lot of electricity I'm like why do you care it's not your money it's not your apartment
1: even when before when he was talking about the laundry and don't do it unless it's before four o'clock I'm like you are not paying this rent and you are not paying these utilities be quiet. I guess maybe he should let her get used to it if they're gonna stay married, but it's not your money.
0: It's not your money, just let it all these things that they need to let go for now and focus on other things. They don't know how to let the little things go. So Ben is sitting there and he starts sniffing the air, surprised that he doesn't smell anything. And he was like, You have a cat. And where does it pee? And Morgan has this incredulous look on her face, and he's like, "Is it so? Does it go to the litter box every single time?" And like, you know how girls cycle kind of sync. Like, are we all gonna pee at the same time? I hate to sound like a broken record, but this is my problem with Ben. He he's like a child. I, I'm like, how do you equate women's period cycles with cat peeing with human?
1: What? What a weirdo. (laughs) What? The whole thing was very, very confusing. Like, the whole time you're like, I don't know what words are going to come out of your mouth next. I don't know what's next. I'm scared. I'm scared.
0: Again, conversation number two about pee. First it was his pee, and now we're talking about cats and sinking pee. pee. And then when Morgan looks at him and was like, what do you think this is? His excuse was he rescued two dogs one time, and they always peed at the same time whenever they wanted. I have no words. (laughs) So she.
1: (laughs) she Where are the dogs today? I mean, that's the question I have, but moving on. Uh.
0: (laughs) So she brings a cat over and Ben is like, oh, come here, son. I don't know if that's cute, but I was just already like. Already this ridiculous conversation that it wasn't cute at that point to me. But in the confessional, he calls the cat, his stepson. Whether he's his stepson or son, either way, he's going to show him love. This I bring this up because when Vinny met um Brianna's dog Cookie and she was all cute and I was like, "Oh, that's so cute." And then this is the same thing but I didn't feel anything.
1: I think that um yeah, I mean our cutest couple is a bit of a mess this week. And even though things seem like they should be cute because these people have some sort of like lack of connection with other humans going on. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just art, the way things are edited, or the way we see things, or if they're not putting the right music on. I don't know what's going on. But the people seem very disconnected from each other.
0: Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> it's like they don't know how to relate. <laughs> so um, Kristen and Mitch, they're at Kristen's and they meet her dog. Her dog's name is Luna, and Luna is all over the place. And she tells us that her dog is a hot-ass mess and has stomach issues. I think at some point she was like just like her mommy. But we've established that a lot of the MAFS pets, I don't know if that's how it is in real life, are just like their owners, really. So she does say that her biggest fear is them cohabitating with Luna, not even herself, but with Luna. Because um, Luna does a lot of breathing. That Luna is just a lot of... (laughs) all around and you know she says something that i don't think i've ever heard and maybe it's because of the breed she cleans luna's wrinkles at least once a day
1: that whole segment was disgusting (laughs) because food and stuff gunk gets in there so we have to clean i was like please stop talking please (laughs) so you put me off my dinner
0: (laughs) mitch was just doing the best that he could kudos to him and he just made a comment like huh Your dog does a lot of breathing, huh? (laughs) So um, we go down to Nate's apartment. Nate's apartment is actually pretty nice. He lives downtown. He has a great view. It's what I usually call panty dropper views, you know. Um, That's the kind of place that you always want to say, you want to go back to my place?
1: And they're like, yeah. By leaps and spades, Stasha and Nate had the nicest houses of everybody in the cast. And the biggest, too.
0: Yes. They did. Stasha seems very surprised again that it's nice. <laughs> this woman is just expect hope for the expect the worst, hope for the best. And her and that's working because her expectations are being surpassed. She was like, it's actually nice. It's really nice. <laughs> but then she goes ahead and walks around and judges the hell out of his apartment. And rightfully so. I will say that. Because she's pulling out like empty wrappers of uh, uh, to- uh Towel, paper towels that he just had, bounty paper towels, and he had empty oatmeal containers. Now that was weird, but because for real,
1: why are you keeping empty oatmeal containers? Like, it was easy to throw it in the trash and walk down the hallway and throw it down the trash chute. You ought to be ashamed. No, guys, there was like four of them. It wasn't like one or two, it was like four of them. Some without the cover. I don't know what he
0: does with them. And then to top it all off, there was wine and two glasses of wine. There was not wine in there, but it's wine that you can tell that it's been drunk out of and the red was still stained on there, but it was back in the cabinet. Like no one Disgusting. thought to rinse it out, to put it in the sink. It was just, that was gross. That, that That's a choice.
1: That's a choice. what I cannot understand. I, I know that it, it is not that expensive to get a cleaner to come through every now and then. It really isn't
0: it's not it's also just disrespectful that you know that someone is coming over and you don't even try like some of us sometimes live in our untidiness so to speak because we're tired and we're lazy but when you have company coming over you pretend <laughs> and you clean oh, So
1: yeah. not just company cameras <laughs> but, like, you know what's going to happen. You're going to go on the honeymoon. You're going to come back from the honeymoon. Your spouse is going to come see it, and it's going to be on camera. hmm
0: So Alexis and Justin, these two are still on their high horse about marriage, and they're the perfect couple. Because Alexis is telling the camera that everyone keeps saying that marriage is so hard, and I'm still waiting for marriage to be hard, and... Maybe it's hard for some people, but for right now, it's easy for us. I'm like famous last words, honey. So, Justin is in a bachelor pad for real. I don't, I, you know, I didn't even realize that was the entire the entirety of the
1: house. <laughs> because- I feel like on the matchmaking special, <laughs> they just chose not to highlight some things. Yep. So, we didn't get the sense that Justin lived in a studio. Nope. Because this man Which was talking about... Good. it's san diego i'm not gonna go to anybody for living in a studio
0: yeah
1: it probably but, costs uh, like 2500 or something like that
0: <laughs> but for real for real it's a bachelor pad and alexis even said like so we're in the kitchen living bedroom all at once <laughs> 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 the funny part is his balcony is really large it's like they for they forwent like space in the house for space in there and he says that's where he entertains, but apparently he lives by the airport because there was literally a plane every second flying over.
1: I, so Alexis seemed real judgmental about that apartment. It wasn't a good look.
0: I mean, she's... Let me think about that. She did say if she was dating Justin and came to this place, she'd be like, I gotta go. I don't... I guess I'm... <laughs> I'm trying so you don't say I'm judgmental too, but I'm thinking about that. Everybody has different circumstances, but for a man who said he was ready to buy, but he waited because he was about to get married, I'm assuming you have the means, but maybe you're doing that to save, so let me not be judgmental, but I'm just like, for a grown man, you could... He's tall! I just don't understand. He looks like he needs space.
1: The place was clean. After we saw what his predecessors did, <laughs> I'm not judging Justin for that house. It looked clean.
0: That is true, and Mitch is 41. Okay, okay, you're right. Um, I, oh, also, really random. Alexis had like a, I don't know, a tear in her dress, but I didn't know if it was a tear or if that was the fashion of the dress, like a ripped jean type situation. So that I was. I thought so it was a cutout, but what? I, yeah, maybe I wasn't it was. not <laughs> I didn't know, but Justin also has a cat besides Maya. The dog called Blue. I like that name. Um, he mentions again that he's not sure how Maya is going to react to her dog. Um, but they go into were they were they in Alexis' apartment or their moved-in Matt's apartment? Do you remember? I when was the so two dogs-
1: confused. Okay. okay, now this is all making sense. They appear to have been at Alexis's apartment. They didn't appear to be in their maths apartment.
0: Okay. Okay. I think that's what it was. It just flashed, and I was like, I think it was the Alexis' apartment. So Justin is still holding on to Maya. And then Alexis is like, Well, how do you introduce dogs? And he's like, Oh, you just give them time to get used to each other. And guys, one minute they're laughing, they're hanging up a painting, and the next thing he's holding on to Maya, and in the blink of an eye, Maya attacks Newton, and I've never been able to watch this scene because and I still turn my head for this. I should say that before this happened, there was a scene where Justin was holding on to Maya,
1: and Maya snarled. Did you catch that? I did, but I, so I was confused because I don't know a thing about introducing dogs to each other. But I was thinking, why is Maya still on the leash? And I forgot the other dog's name. Newton. is not on a leash. Newton. Newton. So I was like, should they both be on leashes so that they can be pulled away very quickly? Like, why is, I was curious as to why Alexis was cool with Newton being off the leash and Justin was, like, holding on to the leash for yeah. Maya.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think as the story unfolds, we find that Justin knew stuff that we don't know. And none Mm -hmm. of us knew, but um, Maya did snarl and that gave me the chills. It was like, a and I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And you know, Alexis is still in La La land. So she didn't notice. And she trusted Justin to be very honest with you. Like she would never have done to your point that if she knew, and there'll be a whole different um, focus on introducing them. So this was just bad. Again, we're not dog lovers, but this was just horrific. As far as I'm concerned, it was just bad,
1: and very, very bad.
0: She, she grabs Newton, and Justin is still saying nothing happened. It
1: happened. I could <sighs> not, and I kind of felt bad because like it wasn't something you could see. Yeah, I was like maybe he missed what happened and thought it was just like a little nip, but to say nothing happened, like after you saw this with your own two eyes, Justin, come on.
0: Yeah. He's like, I'm not sure, but he attacked him. But Alexis grabs him, and you could tell that poor Newton was scared because Newton did grab onto Alex, like, literally, like, hugging her. Like, just, you could tell that he was, like, shook. And we see that Newton is bleeding in his eye. And she was just dabbing it with a napkin. Oh, that was just bad. So she immediately, I will commend Alexis. She didn't freak out or anything. She just goes, you know that kind when you're so angry and you just kind of, like, just... Stealth. Like, don't talk to me because I will fuck
1: somebody up right now. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to call vet. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so going to she... handle the situation, but I'm not freaking out yep. on the outside.
0: Yep. So she immediately starts calling vets. Like, are you available? I want to come in. He got bitten. You could tell that Justin felt so bad. But she tells the camera and she's like, you know, I need to change. Um, So I'm going to close the door so I can take him to the vet. She closes the door, but the mics are still on and you can hear them talking. Justin is like, I am so, so sorry. And Alexis says, you know how I feel about Newton. Like Newton's my everything, of course. Justin starts crying and she's like, I can't right now, Justin. <laughs> like, And he's like, do you want me to go with you? And she's like, no, like I, no. Like I just want to go by myself. And Justin is like, he underestimated his dog and this is breaking his heart.
1: I was very, very annoyed with Justin in that moment. Because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like in that conversation, Justin turned a situation that was about her and her dog into me and my feelings, and well, it's like this is not the time. And I, then he started sounded like he was about to start crying, and I'm like, this is yeah. He did. Now it's it. about your feelings. Why is it always about your feelings, Justin? Your dog bit her dog. Like, I, I was annoyed.
0: I think that's par for course for them because the one thing we can guarantee is Justin is going to cry about things, but I don't know at some point she's going to be immune to it because it doesn't invalidate whatever her feelings are and whatever fight that they're having just because you're crying. So it's just going to become the norm. In fact, they're going to fight and just going to be like, okay, let's just wait because the tears are coming and then they move on from that. So I think eventually it's not going to be a, it's about my feelings thing. It's just going to be like, this is just part of our conversation
1: slash fight. So the second half of the episode is about Pastor Cal coming to talk to everybody. Stasha is so excited to see him. And there are some flowers on the table, that are still in the plastic. So I wondered where they came from. Um, Pastor Cal says that they've only known each other for a week. And he's here to dive into top, tough topics so they can build a foundation. Um Stasha and Nate talk about well he tells them they look good together and they kiss and they do look very good together.
0: Sorry, can I say something? And um, this is the this is the segment where my husband walks in while I'm watching and he walked in and saw them and he was like, "Oh, are they siblings?" Oh. <laughs> like, no, not. I'm like, "No." <laughs> 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 Sorry, good. <ahead. laughs> That's not nice. That's not nice. Um, no, he had no context, and they look like I know
1: <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Pastor Cal asked them what their marriage is supposed to look like, and they have the same buzzwords He has power couples, she has generational wealth. <laughs> they talk about salaries, which was amazing. Um, so, here's
0: here's the thing. How come they got to say their salary out loud, but some others we shall get to had to whisper theirs?
1: I don't know, but it was very interesting. So Stasha says that she gave the experts a number and that he far exceeds whatever number she gave them. So they're good. Add that to the list.
0: Pleasant surprise. This girl is just green lighting.
1: <laughs> Nate says something about a king and a queen and watching the throne, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Lord. Um, um, Pastor Cal asked if they talked about children, and he says that he's hesitant because he needs to make a number, and he's not making that number. But he says straight out, right now the goal is that he makes 150 but the goal is 250 him by himself. He wants to be able to provide. And then we find out that Stasha makes $415,000 a year. And I was like, God almighty.
0: (laughs) When someone had a tweet, it was like, I didn't realize I was poor until I heard Stasha. And then I realized I'm really broke. (laughs) Good shot. I mean, she's building a house in San Diego. Oh,
1: wow. Building, not buying. Wow, I don't even know what to say to that. But the idea that a couple that makes, oh, I can't do math, but what, almost 600K combined can't afford to have a child even in San Diego? Uh, no.
0: <laughs> no, it's it, it, it was all, like, I had it now. I was like, it's all ego. It's not, he says he's fine with someone who makes more than him and everything, but at the end of the day, he just, he has that 250 number because he doesn't want to be, like, so far behind her. But, I mean... You could make to two fifty and then she would just climb up more to like six fifty. So just be fine with it and make your piece and be okay with it for
1: real. But he's definitely that play. I feel like Date was like, I'm fine with someone who makes more than me and he's thinking like, okay, two hundred. Yeah. I don't think he was envisioning four fifteen.
0: And you're own home. I'm never gonna stop talking about this house building that is happening.
1: I can't wait for the part where we go to see this house building.
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh, my. Did you notice the huge candle in the center table that looked like a cake?
1: Oh my God. It
0: It was so massive. I was like, they make candles like this? It was a three week, but it was massive. Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
1: So Pastor Kyle asks about intimacy, sex. And basically Stasha says they haven't had sex yet. She wants to see his soul. And they're just not there yet. That leads to a discussion about the way that Nate talks about himself. It was actually really interesting because she says like, you can tell me like, oh, I went through a lot as a child, but I want to know the details. So yeah, Pastor Cal tells Nate that he needs to share. She needs to know that part of you and that he holds the key to sexual intimacy and love. Next up is Alexis on a selfie cam showing us that Newton's okay, but he has to wear a cone. It's a tough situation and that Justin's dog is going to get trained for two weeks. And then we go see Justin in the car and he's headed to training camp and he says he's doing it for the both of them. He wants to save his marriage, um, but he's wrong for putting his child in danger. Um, He's had the dog since she was five weeks old and he asked God to give them challenges and, and this is the challenge that he's given them. That place that he dropped his dog, I don't know a thing about animals, but I was like, I don't think this is the place.
0: No, it's not. It was like, (laughs) when the dog was in the cage, I was just like, "Um, this doesn't feel right or
1: look right. No, people who know more about dogs, please correct us if we're wrong. But I was like, I don't feel like this is the environment where you learn how to be a less aggressive dog. All I hear is barking dogs.
0: And I feel like the dog would just be filled with fear. It didn't seem like, you know, it should feel like camp. Or something, I think. But what do we know? Did you see all the dog hair on Justin's car?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Oh, my God. It was, oh, it was on his shirt. It was on the chair and the seat. It was a lot.
1: <clears throat> Once again, I know nothing about dogs. But I always thought with dog training, like, the owner has to be there so they can practice the commands and, like, practice being a good dog. So I didn't really understand how dropping off the dog for two weeks away from Justin was going to solve this problem.
0: Oh no, they drop them in camp for training and all that stuff. It's like it's not like doggy daycare, but I do know of friends who've dropped their dogs at like a training camp type situation. Obedience school, I think it's called. Something like that.
1: So up in an interview, Justin says that he's not in a position to give his dog up right now. That's extreme. But the producer asks, okay, is there a possibility that you're going to get rid of Maya? And he just says he doesn't want to talk about it, which I totally understood. I think it's a big thing to get rid of your dog, even if your dog has issues. I I, I, I,
0: I agree, but why did you tell
1: your wife you would? We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people making dinner this episode. So Lindy and Miguel make dinner. She said she was at work and she missed him because it's the longest she's been away from him since they met. So <laughs> while they were at dinner, they talked about how they don't like D-Day. So now they've renamed it Val Renewal Day. And then he gave her the middle piece of bread. I was impressed with Miguel's dinner, and I, which was still, it was impressive. But I saw he made the sauce from scratch because it was in the pan. And then I saw the jars and I was like, oh, I mean, spaghetti's not that hard, but he did make it.
0: I know. And he did give her
1: the middle piece of bread, which she was very excited
0: about. She's excited about everything. I don't know. I think these two like each other. I just, I don't know. They're different, but I do think there's a there's a strong like there. And she wasn't lying about liking the food. She cleared her plate. Like, it was empty. She cleaned everything. And I thought when he called the restaurant Lingale, that was cute. I don't know. I found that was that cute, cute this week. Um, they were yeah. cute. But the way I pegged Miguel incorrectly is kind of crazy. I just really thought Miguel was going to be this goody-two-shoes, quiet, laid-back. Boy, was I wrong.
1: (laughs) Same here. Same here. (laughs) Morgan and Ben sit down with Pastor Cal. He says, okay, you guys have had an issue. The, the, The conclusion there is that Morgan says that Ben thought that she wasn't a nurse because she didn't have a bachelors or something and the long story short is that ben overreacted i am still confused um and unfiltered just made me more confused but if this story is that ben overreacted and ben is completely wrong okay what are you confused about um the story here is that ben had the wrong ben misinterpreted the information she gave him but the story last week is that Ben told her secret. So I'm trying to understand.
0: I think the two things are true. She didn't want people to know that she's a nurse with just an associate's degree. Um, I don't know, maybe just her insecurity or whatever, even though she is legit a nurse. And he misunderstood. Like, how can you be a nurse if it's just an associate's, you need a bachelor's, and then you lied because you don't have that bachelor's. So are you really a nurse? or Are you lying? And then he went and ran with it. Instead of trying to understand, he just assumed that she was lying.
1: But I'm still stuck on her not wanting people to know.
0: It's like an insecurity, I guess. Like, an associate's doesn't sound the same as a bachelor's. Like, the same way a whole bunch of people, like, he misunderstood with that, and just thought, like, eh, so you can't be really, you're not like, like a real nurse. This is a man who thinks that your cat will sink with you to pee. So I don't expect him to understand basic, you don't need a bachelor's to be a nurse, but you could do better if you have a bachelor's.
1: That's the part. Okay, of but I-, I don't understand the secret part. She's insecure about it. I don't want anybody okay, to know. So I First, just want to be clear here that it's not just that Ben overreacted because the other part that she freaked out about is that he told her secret. Well, why yeah. was it a secret? Because Why was it a secret?
0: Oh, I get what you're saying. Our deduction last week was that we think that she lied on her questionnaire. We don't have proof, but that's why we think that's why she went a secret and added to that an insecurity. But we will never know, will we? Because no one asked oh. the questions, even in after party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other thing that she was mad about is that they promised not to talk about finances and family. And then he sat down and talked about it in the honeymoon and he apologizes and he said he shouldn't have done that. He should have gone to an outside source about the bachelor's nurse thing. So Pastor Cal forces them to have a conversation about trust. She says it's childhood stuff when it comes to the trust. And she gave her dad X, Y and Z and he didn't do that. So that's why they don't have a relationship. I would love to know what X, Y and Z were. Um, not because I think it's unreasonable or anything I'm just curious Um, Pastor Cal walks them through apologies and the other side of apologies forgiveness you can forgive the act but do you forgive the actor Um, (laughs) honestly it was good stuff but you know I, I don't know if at the end of it I feel like they got more information but I still think they need to go do some action So they talk about intimacy and she basically says like, um, they haven't been intimate because of the debacle. And she says she can't trust him with her emotions and how she's feeling. How can she trust you with your body? So he's trying to win her back.
0: You know what I thought was funny was last week, there was a whole thing of Morgan saying, when I come back from work, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do this. But she has to come back from work and have a therapy session (laughs) and discuss all of the stuff.
1: (laughs) That is not nice. It's not nice.
0: (laughs) So she has to be at her wits end with this. And then the other thing I noticed was like, Bing got a lot of veins in his neck when he talks.
1: I I can't say I noticed that. (laughs) Pastor Cal asks if it's okay to snuggle so they can start to build back their intimacy. Um, and he says that that's awesome. So then he says do PDA. And then Ben tries to do the most unromantic PDA I've ever seen in my life. And then Pastor Cal has to tell him to touch softly. Like, this is not like a basketball game. Like, good job, buddy. Morgan and Ben are a very strange pair
0: strange. And then Ben was like, oh, I'm going to YouTube it to find out. Oh, I don't like Ben. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: like, I got to YouTube how to touch your wife. What the hell is going on here? Oh my gosh. So then we go back to Nate and Stasha and I just thought this conversation was fascinating. Stasha tells Nate you need to go deeper. And <sighs> she's trying to explain to him what going deeper means. And He cannot comprehend or maybe he does comprehend, but he realizes he doesn't have it in him to do that. So she's like, well, let's talk about your mom. And he's like, I never had a relationship with her, so I don't have any feelings about her. And I felt like Stasha was telling him, no, you do have feelings. Like, I have feelings about my dad and never having a relationship with him. So you should be able to describe your feelings about not having a mom. I don't know about Nate. I can't tell Nate whether or not he has feelings about his relationship with his mother. But I I, I just found that I felt like Nate doesn't have the skills to give Stasha what she's asking for.
0: Okay. When these people have these conversations of, you're just surface, you're just surface, I'm always confused, especially when I think they're connecting because I'm thinking of Jasmina and Michael. When they're giving the best that they can, sometimes you have to meet people halfway where they are because I think you're not wrong. He doesn't have the skills. He's never had to utilize the skills. He's just in a marriage. And also, list I add, lest we, lest we forget, it's been a week. It has been a week! Why would I, someone I just met, yes, I agreed to move into your newly built home, But why would I I start telling you my whole unpacked trauma of how I don't know my mom? He himself has suppressed it. He really doesn't have feelings about it because he's trained himself not to. But these things come naturally as you get to know someone, as you get to know comfortable. He did share with you where he said he's never fit in and how he's always felt. You know, he's, you know, not belong to anywhere. To me, that's not surface. I don't know what else more you want from the person, but meet them halfway and stop trying to push everything in
1: one week. And I wondered to myself, I wanted, I would love to have asked Nate, like the things you shared with Stasha, have you shared those with other people? Or is this like, have you given her more than you've given most people? And then you're like, but why isn't it enough? Like I've given you more than I've given most people. Why is it not enough?
0: Man, you, you'll be surprised when you've done something for so long, it becomes second nature to you. But I mean, I guess the other or the argument to that could be, and that's what I consider him not being surface. He did share some of that with her family. So is it is it a fair argument to say, oh, you shared that with my family, but you haven't shared that with me. But that's where I think he has shared it with her. So I, I don't know. I'll, again, this is where we get edit editing that maybe there's stuff that we don't see. But as far as I'm concerned, I think he's at a regular good level of surfacey or not surfacey, but it's not enough for her. So I don't know. I don't know if she's pushing or if it's valid where Nate is. I can't tell.
1: I, I did think he, I did not think either one of them were in the wrong. I think that's why I found the conversation so fascinating. I think it was she was. Two about- humans- no, I, th- I think it was two humans like realizing how different they are.
0: The, the, I'll tell you why. I there was no was.
1: realizing, though. They were sharing, but I don't think and either one of them really got the other one's point of view. But me as a third party, I was like, I see it.
0: I I'll tell you why I think she was wrong. Certain things happen to certain people and people process things different. You can't create a timeline for someone to share that with you, especially if it's something painful.
1: You also can have two very similar experiences, but you are not obligated to feel the same way about it.
0: If I were, yes, that's true. If I were Stasha, I understand her wanting to know more, but my approach would be like, hey, Nate, I know that this happened to you. I would like to know more about you, but I would like you to go at your own pace. Whenever you're ready, I just want you to know that I'm here. And I would like to know that or whatever and all that kind of stuff, but not, you need to give me more. You need to talk about it more. You need to, because he just might not care. There are people who just don't care. (laughs) So you have not issues. Well, it is issues. You have your experiences with your dad that affected you. So you care, but you can't expect him to have that way. But clearly it affected him because he cried about it to her family. So it's there, but then you go the approach of at your own pace, sir. I'm here when you're ready.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can deal with, I don't think you can explain all of your feelings around parental abandonment in the space of a week.
0: To someone you met a week ago. So that's why I think she was wrong. I just think she should just made it, oh, I'll be welcoming whenever you're at, but don't, don't give someone a timeline. <laughs> and I also, um,
1: I know she's not blackmailing. She says, I need to feel close to you.
0: <laughs> Through your pain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Through your pain. And then when I feel close to you, I feel like our relationship can go to the next level on a physical side. So I don't think Stasha is, like, holding sex hostage to his feelings. No, that's not But that's kind of a side result of where we are. Like, you won't share your feelings with you, so I don't feel close to you, so we can't have sex.
0: Yeah. And that's what this season is very good at. Every time we hear these fights, someone is not exactly quite (laughs) wrong-wrong, but it's just... Ah, the beauty of relationships and interaction, human interactions.
1: Definitely. All right, guys, we will be right back.
0: Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin? You feel a little bit down or off and those cravings when you feel like you could eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrel control
1: you have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code altercallmaths at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little
0: wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why
1: more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland. Intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. And we are back. Everybody's eating dinner this episode. Kristen and Mitch are eating pasta. He is very enthusiastic. I'm very happy about this dinner. Um, <laughs> Kristen convinces herself and us <laughs> that everything is great and that she's just waiting for him to piss her off. But their favorite part is, com- is coming home with dinner ready. And they talk about how he has been in love before and how did he know. No, she asks him, has he been in love before and how did he know? That seemed like a producer fed question. Mm -hmm. um he says he hasn't been and Kristen's response is that she's had a lot of boyfriends she always jumps in head purse because it's infatuation and it's fiery and she falls in love easily and based on everything we've seen sounds about Kristen. mitch is like i'm so much happier with you than i was without you which is a very nice thing to say Mm -hmm. and when he thinks about the future she's in those thoughts so they're sitting on a couch, and out of kind of nowhere, um, Kristen has a gift for him. I was like, what's the occasion? Is it their one-week anniversary? Like, why is there gifts? Yeah. Um, She gave him a card that on the cover it says, shit just got real, and they they um, blanked it out, which was funny to me.
0: Oh, really? Um, I thought it was like a Maths labeled card. I saw the logo and everything on there. But okay. <laughs> My bad.
1: She... She tells him, as she gives him the gift, that the mason jars are pre-owned. And in the mason jars are these love coupons. Um, He did not read one because it was not fit for public consumption. Um, Another one, he said, was a free bubble bath and it expires tonight. They are so giggly sitting on this couch reading these things. And he says that she's full of surprises and he's going to cash in on this one. And she says she thinks she's ready to take things to the next level. And he is speechless, as he often is with her. Kristen is corny. Kristen says says that Mitch has shown her all the things she's asked to take things to the next level. She knows she's going to fall in love with him. So she's ready to take things home. So they get ready for their bath, they take off their clothes and put on towels and robes and whatnot. And then they say goodbye to Luna, the nasty dog, and go to the boom boom boom.
0: <laughs> they cannot have a bath in Mitch's house.
1: Oh God. Oh God.
0: Why can, can we, we can we talk about the card? That, sure. ce- that scene made me just a tad uncomfortable. All the things that she wrote on there. I completely understand Kristen putting her all into this marriage. But I usually don't like it when there's a vibe that a woman is so thankful that a guy is into her or something. And that was the vibe I was getting heavy while reading the contents of her
1: card. I'll be honest, I don't really remember what the card said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't, but I remember my sentiment. Okay. Was what I felt. It was very gushy and very effusive for someone who wasn't so nice at the honeymoon. So where did this come from? Okay. They've had
1: like a whole week kicking it together. <laughs> I guess. So next up is Lindy and Miguel having their session with Pastor Cal. For reasons I do not understand, they're about a foot apart on this couch. Lindy and her overthinking kick in. So she basically tells Pastor Cal, well, we haven't had a fight yet. I'm curious what's going well to happen when we have a fight. Because, you know, we haven't had a fight. <laughs> um... <laughs> Pastor Cal says not to welcome trouble. Like you can be prepared and have the tools to deal with conflict, but you really don't need to do whatever the hell Lindy's doing. Um, Miguel says he's committed to the eight weeks and explains the rebranding of Decision Day. Pastor Cal asks what Lindy needs from Miguel. She says if there's conflict, if you feel like you're not connected to me, stay sturdy and don't tell me that. And Miguel was like, I can't really commit to that because if I don't tell you, then I'll be emotionally distant from you. And then in the past, when I didn't tell people what was going on, they then found out what was going on when I was breaking up with them. (laughs) This conversation was a lot, a lot. It
0: it was, but it's like Miguel is combative, but where's the line between honesty and
1: censoring yourself? There's the two of them have got to find it. And that's basically what pastor Cal says. Like you have to find some sort of balance between like you have feelings and they come and go and then things that you need to like address with your partner. Mm -hmm. It sounded though, Lindy, I did not actually watch this documentary, but Lindy does this thing about, she doesn't know, want to know when he's pulling away because it feels like a punishment of my behaviors and he says he doesn't know if he can do that. And I kind of, I mean, I haven't watched the documentary, like I said, but i the, the phrase, keep sweet, <laughs> um, came to mind to me. Like, you can't ever show that things are bad because then I'll feel bad. And I don't want to feel bad, so you can't show me realness.
0: I watched that documentary. That was weird. Um, but that's on Lindy, not Miguel. If you feel that someone is mad at you and they're going to leave you for that, that is your self-esteem. And it is not Miguel's problem. That's for you to realize that regardless of where you are, you are worthy. And if someone is making you not feel not so secure, your self-worth or happiness order should not be dependent on somebody else but also give time. You've only known him for a week. How does he have this much power for you to feel like you're being punished? He's just going through his feelings the same way you're going through your feelings, but they're just different feelings. So I don't, I don't know because he's not wrong. You're telling me to censor myself, don't tell me. And again, not Miguel's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) yes to keep sweet but in a way that's a lie you're the one who keeps talking about conflict 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 well face it head on (laughs) so i don't know i don't know they like you said they need to find a sweet spot i don't know if they can find it again time time just give it time
1: they don't have any time they have eight weeks to decide Mm -hmm. and they're down to like six at this point (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, the only last thing, weird thing that I noticed is Miguel wears his watch on the right. And I'm always fascinated by people who wear their watches on the right. Um,
1: Guess where I wear my watch?
0: On the right. I've seen it. I saw it. I said nothing.
1: I, I think you did say something.
0: <laughs> I mean, I did. I know. I was like, it doesn't sound like me not to say anything. Um, <laughs> I'm fascinated much. by people who um, wear on the
1: right. Next up is Kristen and Mitch and Luna and Pastor Cal. And Mitch and Pastor Cal both call Luna ugly, because she is. Um, they sit down on the couch, and Mitch talks about how he's overwhelmed, he had to break down his own walls, and Pastor Cal is glad that they weathered the storm. Kristen once again tries to convince us how wonderful it is. She says that they consummated, and she did put it in quote marks, but it wasn't what I originally thought, which is like, okay, what does consummated means? I think she just thinks it's a dumb word like the rest of us, so she's like, yeah, we got it on.
0: We find out in after party.
1: Mitch says that they're not making lifetime plans. Pastor Cal asks if they're making plans beyond eight weeks. And she says no. And Pastor Cal is not happy with that. He's like, you're married. Do you need to feel married and plan for the future? Which makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, in context, because clearly these two have not talked
1: about anything. Pastor Cal asked Kristen, why do you fear him leaving? And Kristen tells us, first off, that Mitch talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> we, can't, we Let's make sure we don't pressure Mitch, is what Mitch says. Um, Mitch says he doesn't want to lose himself in other people's expectations, which sounds like I don't want to have any responsibility towards another human being, which begs the question, why did you get married? Mm-hmm. Kristen says, like, big picture on family and money. They've talked about that. And then Pastor Cal says, have you talked about finances? And Mitch says he doesn't have anything to hide. So he whispers in her ear and her face, man, her face. I was like, that number was not a good number. Um, And then next she whispers in his ear. And before she whispers, Mitch is like, I know she makes more than me. And then he follows that up with, I would good with someone who makes twice as much as me. <laughs> Um, he says he's not threatened by it. And he's happy because it takes the pressure off. Um, And she says that she just wants to make ends meet and not be in a massive amount of debt. So they haven't talked about kids. <laughs> Pastor Cal, I mean, I could tell you what Pastor Cal said, but I'll tell you what Pastor Cal said. Pastor Cal said, you are old. So if you want to have kids, you should probably start sooner rather than later. What are you waiting for, you old man? <laughs> then he says is there anybody else out there that you could have kids with oh no you should probably start talking about having kids with the one you have now
0: oh god that's terrible <laughs> advice
1: <laughs> terrible <laughs> advice oh he says pastor Cal says that they've known each other for two weeks and they don't have to express undying love and that they will be in love before they recognize it <laughs>
0: I have two comments, well, maybe three, on this. The first was like Mitch's shirt pocket looked like it was just crocheted on there or something. It was very weird. The other is a lot of comments about the whole Lindy and Miguel consummating their marriage was like one minute, you know, she said she didn't want to, the next minute she did. Is this any different with Kristen and Mitch where she's like, you pounced on me, you said you're not attracted to me, and then in the next moment, she changed her mind. And I think that's the point I was trying to make last week, where it was like, Lindy's allowed to change her mind without making it seem like Mitch was, I mean, Miguel was trying to get on her. So do you think there's a difference between that situation and Kristen and Mitch? So and her the
1: changing thing her mind? is that we saw a lot of the lead up to Kristen and Mitch actually having sex. It was kind of weird. And that she was so very explicit. Like, we may have sex now. So, I feel like you can't judge the two situations because with Lindy and Miguel, it, it, like, just we heard about it later. With Kristen and Mitch, we saw it. Okay. And so we got to see her make the decision. And we didn't see that with Lindy. It was just like, oh, not having sex. Oh, we had sex.
0: Okay. That's fair. My last question is who is a worse spiraler, Lindy
1: or Mitch? Um, Equal. <laughs> Lindy is louder and prouder about it, but you have to dig through this to dig. And then you're like, wait, Mitch is just as bad. So next we go back to Alexis and Justin. And they are sitting with Pastor Cal and they look real sad. Um, it was so funny to me because Alexis starts talking and she says, he didn't tell me. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how could he have told you that his dog was going to buy your dog? I don't think this is an issue of lying or truth and then she kept on talking he never told me that his dogs has gone into conflicts with other dogs before and he thinks that telling some information is the same as telling the truth you're withholding information and it makes her want to go back to her normal ways and run and justin says he feels like he was telling her the truth i was like but they showed us plenty of evidence that you did not tell her either because you did not understand yourself or because you have created a vision of what this is supposed to be. And the fact that your dog is not very well behaved and gets into conflict with other dogs is not part of your vision. So you're like, Oh, I just won't mention it. And then look what happened.
0: I just for Justin to say that it's not relevant. That blew my entire mind. That blew my entire mind. Like, how is that not a relevant thing? that your dog has gotten into fights. Like we've talked so much about, why were you concerned about the dog's meeting then? I just,
1: it's wild. And now that I know this, I'm like, why would you not let go of your dog on the leash? Alexis had let Newton off the leash in the house and you still were holding the leash. Cause you knew.
0: (laughs) You knew, you knew Justin, like you, you
1: knew. Um, Pastor Cal asked Justin... I mean, Pastor Cal asks Alexis, who do you think he is? And she says she doesn't know who he is. Because I think it's a pretty major thing. Um, They roll the tape again. And I did not need to see the tape of Newton getting bit again. Mm -mm. And Justin is crying again. And I'm like, please stop. And he says he feels like a crappy owner. He should have done something about it because it could have cost him his marriage. (sighs)
0: Alexis just looked at him like, you're not getting any consolation for me.
1: <laughs> I- I'm telling you, I feel bad for the sensitive people of the world because the non-criers look at someone crying all the time and they feel like, okay, now I'm supposed to deal with you and your emotions. I
0: don't yeah. know if that's
1: Justin's intention, but Alexis is like, not today.
0: Not today. But yeah, I mean, at some point, I- I'm sure the thought of like, they're just being sensitive but the other person probably feels like is this some kind of emotional manipulation kind of stuff so it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing how do you even navigate that
1: i don't know yeah (laughs) uh pastor cow doesn't want him to beat himself up this is a marital test how are you going to handle the test then he asked one of my favorite math questions i always remember that keith asked iris this after the lemonade is this something you can overcome (laughs) (laughs) we we have to give each other leeway to be human and you have to allow for mistakes and build the foundation of trust and she says that she just needs him to overshare and communicate even if it might hurt her feelings which i thought was interesting because this particular incident didn't have anything to do with feelings um that she puts a greater um, Pastor Carol says that she's going to put a greater responsibility on Justin that when you tell her stuff, it's absolutely the clear truth. And he... Um, they have a discussion where Alexis is under the impression that if this obedience school doesn't work, then Maya, the dog, is going to go. And Justin says, oh, it's not going to be an easy decision to make. And she's like, oh, hold on. I thought the decision was already made. I understood that it is quite the big thing to just say, I'm going to get rid of my dog. It, it's a big thing. But I, I hope he did not make that commitment and then in this conversation, back walk it back.
0: He did, because he said it when he was driving the kid. Well, I said the kid. When he was driving Maya to the school, he said that, I hope this works because it's it needs to save my marriage. And if this doesn't work, my marriage might be in jeopardy. Because giving her away would blah, blah, blah. I've had her for how many years and blah, blah, blah. So I believe that he did. That's why she had that impression. But I think he was desperate and just trying to say anything in the moment. You know, they called him a pleaser and he just said it. And then he thought about what he said afterwards and now he's trying to walk it back.
1: Which I... T- <sighs> Justin was wrong. I'm not getting it twisted. But I totally understand. In the moment, in the emergency in his I love you desperation, oh, I'll get rid of the dog if it doesn't work. And then you take five minutes to think about it, and you're like, wait, I've had this dog since she was five weeks old. I just don't think that... He shouldn't have made that commitment because he wasn't ready to see it through.
0: Yes, he wasn't ready, but also... And I... Oh, sorry.
1: I understand why he wasn't ready to see that through.
0: I mean, on After Party, they had a good solution, but honestly, if they do stay together... That is the only logical solution because what if you plan a family? What if you, are you going
1: to endanger your kid with a dog with a history? Is your, is your foundation of your marriage going to be okay if you had to get rid of the dog to stay in it? And I'm just like, that snarl that Maya did still lives rent-free in my
0: head because I saw that snarl and I had chills. So if you've been in fights before, if you did this to the dog that you've met before, how do you expect uh, Alexis have that dog in the same vicinity how do you expect to have other I don't know I just to me that was a logical situation it's hard but what are you gonna do
1: I, I the know. whole thing feels like it was preventable but it would have required Justin being honest about his dog
0: yeah the dog they should never moved in together. They should have done it in doses, had someone, you know, dog sit to dog and then give them little times at the park. This is me talking. Like I have no experience with dogs, but I'm just thinking this is what makes the most sense until they get to know each other or something. But it was just too soon. So, oh, well.
1: Alexis says that if Maya continues to be aggressive, she won't stay anywhere. She doesn't feel safe. And she's having a hard time trusting what Justin said. And she looks really sad. And that's the end of it.
0: Yeah, it was a good episode. I quite enjoyed it. Like, I don't feel
1: bored. <laughs> I do find that that's the biggest struggle with maths is not getting bored. And I'm like, wait, are we getting premature? It's only episode seven. We still have like 12 to go. We still have time to get bored.
0: Yeah, we get bored towards the end when we're like, okay, it's the same fights. It's wrapping up. We know what's going to happen now. So, but it's still good.
1: This, so, this think- is a, so far, this is a very good season. Mm-hmm. These are very interesting people.
0: Yeah, it's like it's a it's a dynamic and that we haven't seen before. I don't think I can compare it to another season. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But anyways, Aid, who has your bouquet
1: this week? My bouquet is going to go to Stasha for making that amount of money. <laughs> I know it has nothing to do with the show, but I'm very proud of her. <laughs> this who is- has your bouquet? Oh. Wait,
0: I was going to say, this might not be the best time, but as we were recording, a message just came in asking, do we really believe that Stasha makes that amount of money? We do.
1: <laughs> we do. Do I believe that Nate
0: makes that amount of money?
1: Question mark.
0: Well, that that was part of the question. Do we think Nate makes that amount of money too? <laughs> we believe I Stasha. feel like an
1: asshole if he does, but I'm just like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm still holding out for Nate. I'm not sure about it.
0: I actually believe he does. Solely apartment of the was da- nice. Yes, solely because of the downtown apartment. Like downtown apartment is not cheap. Now downtown is San Diego. Mm. So there you go. You lucked out. We got your message during the recording. So that's the answer. We believe in Stasha. We trust. Um, My bouquet goes to, surprise, surprise, Mitch and Kristen. I just... It's a 180. It's a 180.
1: Mitch, you know, at the top of the episode, I realized that I really... I don't know why, I mean, that apartment was nasty, but I think I like Mitch.
0: I, I'm not ready to say that yet, but I have <laughs> warmed up. <laughs> I have warmed up to Mitch. The thing with Mitch is you want to be in his corner, then he does something, and you're like, uh, and then you're like, oh, again, like, uh. so I have warmed up to Mitch. I am still irritated by how much Kristen puts up for him, but together, there is a commitment. I like that he... You know, he had a turnaround. And... I can understand his anxiety and being in his head. I'm sure he wishes it wasn't that person, but he is that person. And I just think they made it work and they have my bouquet. Who has your burnt ashes?
1: My burnt ashes go to Mitch (laughs) for that nasty ass apartment. You are a 41 year old man. I don't care how much money you make, you can afford a cleaner to come in once. So you're not shamed on national television. And you ought to be ashamed for that apartment. And Nate is, is getting a honorable mention for also having a nasty apartment. Those, those um, wine glasses took me out.
0: And Mitch, even if you can't afford a cleaner, you have hands. Clean yourself. Like, you cook, you just clean. <laughs> just wipe. Just spray. Or something.
1: I mean, you don't even have to do it in your regular life. Just when cameras are coming. Yeah. And you know they're coming. Okay. Who has your burnt ashes?
0: My burnt ashes goes to Ben for his <laughs> comment about cycle and pee and not flushing and YouTubing how to touch his wife. That thumbs down, Ben.
1: All right, guys, that's all for this week. You can find Tane and Nana on the Rewatch podcast where they are rewatching Sex in the City. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AltarCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. We love it so much that we might mention it while we are recording. <laughs> We're available everywhere you
0: listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating if you are so inclined. And we will see you next week, maybe, but for sure in two weeks, You, we will see you then. Bye, guys.
1: Bye.